0: Bishop Dr. Michael Hutton-Wood, the senior pastor of House of Jilla, UK, The Happy Church presents six dynamic life-changing books that will catapult you to higher heights and titles. Success has no uncles. Twelve cancers to avoid at all costs in leadership ministry and management. If you have only one life. Make it count. Understanding and releasing the power of first fruit offerings and types. Invoking the incredible power of altars and sacrifices. Forgive, but don't forget. Success is self-determined. Success consists of little daily efforts, and failure consists of little daily neglects. Daniel said, I understood by books. No matter what life throws at you, stay focused and keep moving through relevant and current information these books are definitely a must for your library order your copies today by calling or visiting our website www.housegitter.org.uk or using the information on your screen
1: hallelujah hallelujah you're welcome both in the house and online amen you may be seated in the presence of god hallelujah god bless the music team, the praise and worship team, amen, for allowing God to minister through you and to us in the mighty name of Jesus, amen. I feel, I feel strong on my spirit, amen, and the bishop has taught us that you don't just speak by heart up here, amen, but I feel strong on my spirit to encourage each and every one of us, just as I have been encouraged, that let us keep our eyes on God, amen. The song said, in the morning when I wake up, until I lay my head, I will sing and speak and shout of the goodness of God. And God, God convicted me and said, my son, I need you to remember to do that. Because when you do that, there is nothing that can trouble you. There is nothing that can separate you from His love. There is nothing that you cannot come through. Amen. But that comes from us remembering from morning to evening to have God as our number one. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We thank God for the life of our bishop and our resident pastor. Amen. They are not here with us today in person, but their spirit and their presence is here. Hallelujah. They send their greetings from abroad. Amen. God had need of them Back home, hallelujah! So they send their greetings and their love to each and every one of us. And behalf of the church and all those in attendance and those watching online, we want to wish our mother of the house, Mama B, a very warm happy Mother's Day. Amen. Hallelujah. 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 Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. We thank God for this day. Just before we invite the man of God to preach, Amen. We want to lift up a prayer. For our Bishop and for our Mother in the mighty name of Jesus. Please can we be upstanding and just lift up your voices. Thanking God for the life of our spiritual parents, amen. That God will continue to bless them and increase them. Even as we speak now, I believe they're moving into their third service of the day. Hallelujah. It wouldn't surprise me if Bishop was moving into his fourth service of the day. But that is our man of God, amen. He's always pouring out. And Mama B is always there, refilling and replenishing him. Amen. So I want to lift up our voices in thanksgiving unto God for their lives, that God will continue to bless them, increase them, and restore unto them that which they have lost and that which they are pouring out across the nations. Hallelujah. Lift up your voice in prayer. Thank you, Lord, for the life of our bishop and our resident pastor, O Lord. Our Father and our Mother in the mighty name of Jesus, let it be well with them. Restore unto them, O Lord, everything they have poured out, are pouring out in the mighty name of Jesus. Refill them. strengthen them in the mighty name of Jesus. Increase them and enlarge them on every side. Continue to make their name great, O Lord. Every desire of their heart, both spoken and unspoken in the mighty name of Jesus, let it manifest. Let it come to life. With speed in the mighty name of Jesus, cause it to be well with them. Wherever the soles of their feet shall tread, shall be blessed and shall be claimed for them in the mighty name of Jesus. Mabaru so tsolika yenda la siraba labre pae mare bronkoye dede kayandi araba le brosu yeredi koyandi yede de be koyandi araba la Bampaya, Madi bre Sonti son tsirede koyandi yede libaru sirire komperaba le fre bhaya mare bronkoye be so tsile pirede son tsilede gre kuyandi araba in the mighty name of Jesus, we have prayed. Amen and amen, amen, amen. Even as we are upstanding, amen. we like to welcome forward the man of God who's going to deliver the word today. A son of the house, an extraordinary man who always has God at the center of the center of everything he does. Hallelujah. A is a role model both to men and to women, to the young and to the old, to the saved and to the yet-to-be-saved. Praise God. Hallelujah. Please can we put our hands together and welcome Pastor Michael Johnson. Amen. Amen, amen, amen.
2: Amen and amen. God bless you all in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. Amen. I want to give God thanks for another time in his house. I want to thank my bishop for the opportunity to even speak to you today. Amen. And mostly importantly, I want to thank all the mothers in Jesus' name. Amen, amen. Let's give a round of applause to all our mothers. Amen. Amen, amen. I truly thank God uh, for mothers. I would not be here if it wasn't for my mother, her words, her licks. Amen. You know, mums, they lick you hard because there's love behind it. Amen. And I am really grateful uh, for my mum. Um she, with ships, mom and all the great women of God, amen. So I'm grateful that he has preserved my life to even be here. And that was done by the hands of our mother. You know, before, um, I just want you to turn your Bibles with me very briefly to Genesis 3 and 15. I'm going to talk very quickly about this. Then we're going to go into the main message about Keys. To restoration Genesis three and fifteen. I'm not going to read it just yet. The thing is, why? Praise God! This microphone is praise God. Amen. Why should we appreciate our mothers? All mothers will give you unconditional love. They will just love you. I I've been there with all my seven children. And I says truly, 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 women must love, full stop. Because no matter how many times you see it, it's like every time I says, I will never do this again. (laughs) But I did. Amen. She will give you unconditional love no matter how old you are. She will always, no matter what happens, she will love you. She will always tell you the truth, even if you don't want to hear it. And she will keep saying it until you hear it. Amen. We appreciate our mothers because she gives us the
0: best advice.
2: Even when we think she is wrong, she always being right. Amen. Amen. all the women I have married, if I had not listened to my mom, I would not have married them. Amen. And everyone, my mom says, do not marry this one. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. No, no, no. She, she. My mom was a
0: powerhouse.
2: She did not take. She says, you're my son. You're my son. Did I say that the right way around? Oh, no, I know it sounds dreadful. I've been married. I'm on my second wife. Okay. All right. One took the lead before me. Amen. All right. All right. How many wives does this man have? Amen. Just the one. I do things in ones. All right. One is enough. Our mothers will always pick up the phone when you have no one else to talk to. Yes, I I can testify. Um, After my first wife passed away, I was just, you know, carrying on and I was just working my way through life. And one day my mom just called up. And she said to me, son this, 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 and then she said to me, I'm very proud of you, I am proud how you picked yourself up, you've finished your degree, making your way in life, I'm proud of you son, it turned out better than I ever could imagine, I said mum really that's you in Jesus name, amen, amen, Amen. Amen. so your mum never judges you. She gives you reality checks, even when you don't think you need them. She will cook you dinner when you return home on break. Yes. Amen. You know, let me say something to the men. Your wife is not your mother. Because mothers will put up with rubbish, but wives are not your mothers. Amen. And I'll leave it just there. Amen. Amen. You tell those men out that she accepts you with good years and doesn't make, or make fun of you. She always makes sure you have everything you need, even if it's more than enough. And she works hard to keep a roof over your head. Amen. And for that, let's give God praise for our mothers. All right. Turn with me to Genesis 3 and 15. And I just want to talk very quickly about mothers. Amen. Very quickly. Amen. 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 Good. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Pastor Michael. Amen. Amen. Genesis 3 and 15 reads, And I will put enmity. This is God talking now. Between thee and the woman, and between thy seed and her seed. Talking of the seed of the woman, it shall bruise thy head, and thou shalt bruise his heel. Turn with me, I wasn't going to go here, but it's just popped up in my head. Revelation chapter 12. I want to kind of briefly, and we're going to pray for you mothers. You've got to understand, women, that all the difficulties that you're having as mothers is not just your luck. That is actually a deliberately strategic plan and against you as a mother. Mm-hmm. Alright. Let's read from verse 1 and there appears Revelation 2 verse 1 and there appeared a great wonder in heaven a woman clothed with the sun and the moon under her feet and upon her head a crown of 12 stars and she being with child cried travailing in birth and pain to deliver all right we read of a dragon verse four, and, claws. and the dragon stood before the woman which was ready to be delivered for to devour her child as soon as it was born. And she brought forth a child who was to rule all nations with a rod of iron. And her child was caught up unto God and to his throne, and the woman fled in the wilderness where she had a place prepared. And it goes on, and it goes on. I believe the last verse, verse 17. And the was wroth or angry with the woman and went to make war with the remnants of her seed seed which keep the and have the testimony of Jesus Christ. now the first thing I want you to understand women the restoration of humanity is predicated on the basis of m- It is predicated, we read, that God himself, it's not satanic, it is God that has enmity between you and the devil. The devil, as much as he hates you, the enmity that God uh, placed between you was to undo what the devil did to Eve. Amen. So, you are at war, not because you are a woman... You are at war with the world and everything in the world because the devil says, the one I'm going to, de- rather God says, the one I'm going to struggle with is through the mother. All right. This explains why women and mothers have become targets of a strategic, transgenerational war, trial, corrupt... And abort motherhood. Everything in society today is designed to destroy women as mothers. It starts single, but is working towards the fact that the scripture says that your seed will destroy the serpent. Amen. So everything you see in society today is designed to destroy women as mothers. Everything. That's why women are constantly abused and destroyed. You know something? This is radical, but I don't think so. They say, you know they say about abortion. And they keep putting these laws, women shouldn't abort forever, and then... It's like Christians, you know, we should rise up and women shouldn't abort. But I ask myself a question. Would women commit abortion if men had more discipline and there was no more rape? Amen. When you look at the figures across the West in law enforcement of how many men go to prison from the point... Of the claim of the rape all the way to conviction, it only amounts to 2% of all claims. We're so kind of warring against women. We're trying to close down their womb, but the men who cause all the trouble, they get away with it. So I believe that it is a strategic war against women. Amen. Let's go deeper. Amen. Alright, I'm sorry. Pray for me. (laughs) In the 60s, we had the sexual revolution, where you can just be free. Just like a rag is all good. And we then had children here, and then had children there. But in the end, who has to look after the children? You see, when you see some silly things about women can be free to be, I can just be free to be he, she, and it. let me tell you something. The only person who suffers in all of that is women. Amen. Thank you, Sister Arlene. The only person. You've seen what's happened in the uh, uh, swimming uh, contest the other day. A transgender man, woman, in between. Amen. One. And all the women said, well, no, of course he will win because he's a man. And, you know, I'm going to the next statement to Sister Paula. Sister Paula says, it's not fair because even the space as a woman we can't have anymore because men want to come in that space as well. Amen. No, it's true. And all of this is predicated on the basis that there is a satanic war against and your seed. And the devil wants to destroy you. Because if you ever had the children. and Raise the children. In the way God wants you to raise them. Those children will become the problem to Satan. Amen. I put here. So why is motherhood so important? God's purpose is in the created order with its emphasis on life, can only be achieved through women as mothers. It cannot be achieved through men. It can only be achieved as women, as mothers. The scripture says in Proverbs, it says fathers carry the capability of instruction and commandment, but every time it talks about mothers, it says listen to the law of your children. Your mother basically sets you in the way you will go for the rest of your life. It's your mother, not your father. Your, let, let's look at the words. It said, fathers instruct and fathers command. But they don't put law in the children. It is mothers who say, this is what we are doing. This is... <laughs> Yesterday, my wife. <laughs> my wife said to the children, look, before eight o'clock, you don't knock down the door and say this, that, the other in the morning. I said, hey amen, you listen to your mum." <laughs> amen. Fathers instruct. We say, this is the way to do it. The word commandment, the, the, the term in Hebrew means to say something and assert it. So we often reinforce what mothers have said and they back it up but mothers sit the children down and said this is what you will do this is and, and trust you me my mum did that she says your father may not be here but I am here and this is the standard and this is the mark you are going to be a preacher you are going to be a pastor uh, surely in the Western world I have you know choices in human rights there was an no argument. This is what you're going to be. Why? Because she looked within and she says, This is what God wants for this son of mine. Amen. You know, I laughed. And at the time, I thought my mom was truly wicked and really backward. My mother wouldn't let me go to the cinema.
0: I said, Come on.
2: And everybody else's children in church were going to the cinema. I said, Mom, it can't be that bad. All those people are going. She says, no, you're not going. And then she... She always used to say things like, the reason why I'm not letting you go to the the cinema, because what would happen if you're watching a film and Jesus would come? I said, then he would watch me watching a film, then. Come on. But no argument. No, how sophisticated. Mum would say no. Now, years later... She would keep me in Bibles and reading and reading and reading and reading and like, Oh, there's nothing to do. Might as well read. But later on, I thanked her because I said, focus for me. She says, it's not because the children were better or, or worse than you, but where you were going, I needed to grow you up in a certain way. Amen. She laid down the law and she says, that is what you will become. So women, let me say this to you. Do not let the world make you feel small because you're a mother. I have noticed that many, many women are actually, they feel discouraged when they become a mother. A mother is one of the greatest offices of life. Do not let the world make you feel small. Some realities, when you have children, you will put on weight. And you're not going to go back down to the size 12 you were. Amen. Just, just take it as it is. You're not. You need to look after your health for your family and your children. And if you have to lose weight, praise the Lord, let's lose some weight. But do not get your affirmation from your looks anymore. You have changed. Amen. You have changed. And you haven't changed for worse. You have changed for better. You have grown in a new position anymore. Amen. Amen. Look, when you were young and single, you could fit in some, praise the Lord, dresses and skirts and trousers. And everything was rolling out and falling. Amen. But now you're a mother. Let's tuck it all away. Keep it all under lock. Amen. 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 Why? Because you've now arrived at a greater place in life. You are now a leader. You are a matriarch. You are literally the mother of nations now. So you've got to think of yourself differently now. Amen. All right. That's all good. Stand to your feet. Amen. We're going to pray for mothers before we go in. That's the first message. Amen. Actually, yes. Can I ask all the mothers to come to the front, please? We're going to pray for you. We're going to pray that every satanic intention, and when I say pray for mothers, if you, even if you don't have children, come to the front door. All the women, come to the front. We prophesy every woman, even if you haven't had children, you will have children. Amen. Can I ask? Pastor Michael, just come and anoint these women. We are going to pray for you. If I just ask you to pray in the spirit now. Amen. We pray that this anointing oil will do the work and the job it's supposed to do in the name of Jesus. That Lord, every mother will be recovered right now. In Jesus' name. Marastos. Lift up your voice. And pray, kalando Zamaha, Orondo, Scalamendo Barabad. We pray, Lebrondo, Zalamando, Parambedebes, Ambalaba, Zombo, Lebros, and Mondo Paraba. Every mother at this altar, mashiba Solomondes, Ambarabando, Lebrondo, Zembe, the Mo Calabaza,
0: Zombadabos,
2: Zambalaba zumbade zambalebe Zambalos, Sabadabas indedebe zambaraba every mother lembe debes and kalabada me zambadaba hambalaba rembe debes zumbadabende zambalabas rembe debe rembele brando dabos Jesus should mondo lobres colomondo badabes Mbarabez Ambarabas Ambaraba Mambalabas Zambadabas Jesus Sakabashios Zambala Zondo Barambadabas Imbarestunumondo Balabranda Badabas Zambala damanamos. Ambalaba, Zambadaba, every woman that's at this altar, Parabas, Zambadaba, Zambadaba, Mandabadabas, Ambalaba, Dambadaba, Zambadaba, Ambalaba, Zambadaba, Ambalabas, Zambadabas, In the name of Jesus, I want to pray things for you, or rather we are going to pray these three things. I want you to pray for yourself. For the healing any negative words that have affected your motherhood. Many things that affect women as mothers is very cutting. But at this altar today, I want you to pray that there will be healing from every negative word that affected your motherhood. Lift your voice and pray. Rindos. Ambalabas, ambalabas. Oh, shandos, se Ambalabese um, de 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 mouse Ambalaba you are still God's friend you are still God's daughter. you are still loved by God Ambalaba um, you are cared for Ambalaba tumbodoble Ambalaba zambara Inde de 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 dou dou hando le prende kelebes Ambalabas hembe in the name of Jesus in the name uh, of Jesus i want you to lift your voice again and pray that your faith will, you will exercise your faith and your motherhood in a hostile world we are praying that your faith for the faith to exercise your motherhood in a hostile world lift your voice and pray in Jesus name Ambalabazombalabas, kende kalabas kalamunda. We pray, O oh God, that our women here will exercise their faith to exercise their motherhood in a hostile world. Ambalabas, ambalabas, olobos andororabos, ambalabazombalabas, emberabas andororabos. Remember in the name of Jesus, last prior point, I want you to pray for yourself that your motherhood manifest to those who are motherless. They may not come from your womb, but I want you to extend your motherhood to the motherless. Lift your voice right now. Samba, Embera be zambara bala <laughs> brunda manem kalabas, <laughs> manem embera bas, zambara in the healing abara mol bala Ah, Shabadabas bas, halam brunda Humble Abbas. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, you may be seated. God bless you, mothers. Amen. We thank God for your lives. Amen and amen. 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 You know, again, another thing's just come up in my head. On behalf of all the men, Living, past, present, and future. I wish to apologize. <laughs> we apologize. Amen. You are, we are forgiven. Thank you. Amen. 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 Praise God. All right. I want you to turn your Bibles with me to 1 Corinthians 2, verse 9. Keys to restoration. Amen. Keys to restoration all right first Corinthians two verse nine but as it is written, I have not seen nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man the things which God hath prepared for them that loves him. And I'll leave it there. Father, we pray. We have prayed, but Father, again, function to function. Jesus, Father, and Holy Spirit, you teach this message. Wisdom. Let the ancient of days take place in this atmosphere right now and teach us the keys to restoration. In Jesus' And amen. All right. Praise God. The first thing I want to say, usually when most people think of restoration, it's easy to think of restoration in the individual sense. And that's usually because of the present culture we live in. The West is by default very materialistic and its fundamental value is always the sovereign individual. Um, so ultimately everything people think of in the West is about themselves. And I don't even mean about themselves in a family, I mean about themselves, full stop. So the overriding value system in the West is that the isolated, the alienated, and the atomized individual, and when we say atomized, the individual literally by themselves is the fundamental value of the West. And because it is It's easy to slip into the thoughts that everything, even God's blessings, is about individually about ourselves. All right. There are three things that this way of thinking has. And the first one is an entitlement mentality, there is a sense of exploiting others. and there's usually a lack of empathy. Right. So this is the way the West tends to think. Everything is governed around that. So often when we come as Christians, we are coming with the sense of what can I get from God? How can I exploit this opportunity or for my blessing? And if other people, for whatever reason, cannot arrive to that greatness, we lack empathy. I say one of the worst things that can happen to you in the world is if you're a Christian, if you fall, everybody, particularly the Christians, will have a running commentary of where you went wrong. We heard the other day, uh, Pastor uh, Brian Houston, he's step down because of certain circumstances. You know, Facebook went on fire. Twitter went on fire. I knew all along he wasn't spiritual. They knew all along that those, that song songs, they're not spiritual. You knew all along, huh? when you were shouting like a fool and you were singing the man's songs, you knew all along So I conclude that life in the West, if you are not careful, will make you very selfish, even in the things of God. So when we talk about restoration, we usually see it as something that will bless me to the exclusion, literally, of everybody and everything else. So we are working towards trying to get... Our blessing on, as they say. And as long as it blesses me, and it moves no further than me, then, God, oh God, oh God, I have been restored. I'm here to tell you today that your reasoning and that reasoning is not valid in the kingdom of God. Because at first, your idea of yourself is too small and too weak. For God to bless you with. Amen. Right, so turn with me. Yes, there's a lot of turn with me scriptures today. Today, to Genesis 12, verse 1. Genesis 12, verse 1. Now the Lord had said unto Abram, Get thee out of thy country, from thy kindred, from thy father's house, unto land that I will show thee. Now watch verse 2. And I will make of thee a great nation. Stop. God doesn't want to restore you as an individual. God wants to restore you as a nation. God does not think of you any less than as a nation. God doesn't want you to just walk around with all the potential he's placed in you just for you to be restored as an individual. God said to Abraham, when you come out, I'm taking you out and I will make you a nation. And even, even on this Mother's Day, God, or rather, the people say to Rebecca, they say, May the Lord make you mothers of nations. Amen. God does not think of you any less than a nation. So because He does not think of you as any less as a nation... You have to raise your vision that you are a nation and you're not an individual. I believe one of the reasons why our community suffers is because we are still thinking as individuals. You know, sometimes I've heard people say things, well, if only black people could get together. And I say, it will never happen as long as you think of yourself as individuals It will only happen when we begin to think of ourselves as a nation. God thinks of us as nations, and if you want to go further, God sees us as civilizations. So that changes the vision. Thus, God's restoration operates and sees us as individuals, as nations. Amen. So your restoration is not for private aggrandizement. No big words. It's not just for you personally, but for the unfolding of God in time. You must see your restoration as a nation. So all the things we've been saying about restoration, and now you know it restored to me the years. The locust says, will be this, the other. Restore, restore. And that's all wonderful. But what are you asking for? Because God's plans for your life are bigger than your plans of receiving what God has for your life. Many people are praying for the present crisis. For God to restore the present issue and the present crisis. But God is saying, I actually have bigger plans for you. And just because you live in the West with its smallness of thinking, do not let the West make your mind think that the only thing you can think of is that God must bless me and me alone. Amen. 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 Anything less than this is below the vision of God. Anything less. You know, sometimes, even when we talk about prosperity and God help the church, because we love to really criticize people, some of the most poorest people in the world are Christians. Amen. Thank you for your um, lovely round of applause. Amen. Very true. Some of the Christians are some of the most poorest people. You know... Oh, Lord. Aye. You know... In when was it? I think it was in
1: 2017.
2: There was a yes. It was a a okay. It was nostalgic. And they said they looked at how much money was pouring into the African American churches. They just wanted to see how much money and per year. And these are churches that don't believe in tithing. And they says, let's just work out how much money they're making. So they excluded mega churches, because obviously mega churches are mega. Amen. They found... With all the other churches, so these churches were only, uh, I think, at most were 1,000 members strong. So we're not talking the Bishop Jake's church of thirty or 40,000 people. We're talking about the 100s, the, the 50s, up to a 1,000. They found every week these churches were taking in $500 million a week. So the question was asked, why is Africa so poor? I'll tell you why. It's not money. It's a lack of believing that we are a nation and we individually are nations. So when we have fought against prosperity, when we have fought against tithing, the only people who become poor is the church of God. Amen. 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 Now, very serious. Very, very serious. Amen. Amen. So, what is restoration? Restoration is to be distinguished from something called rescission. All right, let's go. Recision is something where if you give me a thousand pounds to do something and I don't do that thing, what tends to happen is that the courts will put a thousand pounds back. You will go back to where you was. You will be rescinded. Restoration is not decision. It is not that. It's not you were before. All right. Next thing, restitution. Restoration is not restitution. Restitution is if for whatever reason I've taken something from you, I have to give you back that thing. You gave me a car and I go and smash up the car. You are supposed to bring back the car and give it back to me exactly in the manner that you gave it to me. All right. That, but that's not restoration. That's not restoration. Last one is recompense. Recompense is usually with the word damages. So after you've been given back something that you've lost, then say we'll pay you damages. All right. But even that is not restoration, biblically speaking. Restoration is the placing of you in the position of where you would have been if you had not lost the thing that you lost. So it's different. So when Adam sinned, God hadn't brought us back. To where Adam was, God says, well, where would you have been if Adam hadn't sinned? And you would have been in Christ. That is restoration from God's perspective. Amen. So for you to go back and cry tears, oh God, if only I'd married Mikey instead of Russell, my life would have been so much better. You are making a mistake. God will give you somebody who would have been what Mikey is years later. And no, not Jimmy. (laughs) Amen. It is important to understand this. Why? Because people are praying that God will bring them back to where they were. And God wants to take you further than where you were. The scripture says, now unto him that is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we ask or think. But we are praying to go lower than that. So I was praying when I was younger, give me the money to buy the CDs. Remember I said that. And God says, you know what, I would rather you have your own recording company. I want you to have music that is listened to in the Philippines. I said, what do these people do listening to my music in the Philippines? Music in France, all over the world. But you want 30 pounds to buy two CDs. God wants to put you back or put you to a place much further than you want to be. Amen. And he wants you to put you to the place of restoration as nations as I was preparing all this, that was the word, the Holy Spirit says, "Tell them I want to call them as nations. You must leave this place today and think of yourself as a nation. Never live lower than that from this day forward. Amen. <laughs> let me say what that means. It does not mean. You must think of yourself as a king or a queen. I'm talking of something greater than that. You see, kingdoms become kingdoms. Kings come into them and we say kings are the manifestation of kingdoms. Amen. When you see the king, you see the manifestation of the kingdom. But God wants you to think of yourself not as kings or queens, but as the kingdom itself. When you step into the room, a nation has stepped into a room. It's not the same thing. You see, small thing says, well, I, I am here now. I am here now, so everything has to line up. No, it doesn't. Things do not line up to individuals. Things only line up to nations. And God is saying to you today, That when you leave this place, you're leaving as a nation. God wants to restore you as a nation. Amen. All right. How do we access this level of restoration? And simply, we access this level of restoration by engaging with God and His kingdom. Amen. All right, let me say one other thing. When it comes to your service in the house of God, do not see it as an imposition of your time. Bishop has come to do X, Y, and Z. So let me just do it to make sure he doesn't call me. If... (laughs) If you serve in God's house, I'm I'm sorry to say, you do not understand why you're doing this. Amen. Let me put it like this. God, big word, institutionalizes, got through that, good, his restoration in his house. The whole of the nationhood restoration that you are to experience God places it in this house. Wherever you are on uh, Tellyland, whatever church you go to, God has put the nationhood restoration in a local church. As long as you are in that local church, and not doing it because the pastor said. Let me say that lots of people are past that job. And I have done everything you have said nothing has happened yes because you have only done what I said you don't believe it you don't draw from it you don't extract from the house so if you don't extract from the house if you don't walk in the faith that is operative in the house you will not see it amen Amen. I put here, God institutionalizes restoration in his house. Other so-called mechanisms of personal, communal and national restoration fail in their short, medium and long-term goals. Amen. You see, a lot of times, I mean that point's a bit a bit political, because... I, I've watched over the years all the groups, all the tribes, all the protest groups to help the so-called black community to rise up. And I've just come to the conclusion that realistically, if you don't take from the house and take this vision of the, nation, the restoration of your nationhood, everything else is just essentially a waste. Now, that's a hard word, but I've watched over 50 years. I've seen them do everything. I've seen them do this, they've done that. And I says, until you change people's ways of thinking, nothing will change. You know, you've probably all heard about the issue of reparations again. And the Holy Spirit asked me one question. All right, Michael. All right. Let's talk reparations. They, 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 they owe us for 400 years, they have, amen, the colonial masters, they owe us money. Oh, yeah. yeah we, all right. The Holy Spirit asked me one simple question. If tomorrow they gave you a million, gave your wife a million, gave your children a million, what would you? First thing is like, so I suppose that nails and things are all out then. He asked me, what would you do with it? Because if you think like an individual, oh, you will find ways to burn through the money as fast as you can. The holidays you are taking. Will Bishop see you ever again? You can imagine the black women; they will go for surgery, <laughs> the hairstyles. Why? Because when you think like an individual, that level of prosperity. And you know something? Before I go any further, make sure you come to the Commonwealth transfer thing. That's all. I believe it's next month. The the closed session, May. May. All right. Make sure you come to that. I am telling you, something is happening in the spirit realm and great sums of money are about to be transferred. So you have to know how to handle money, not as an individual, but as a nation. 400 years of suffering and all we're doing is getting our nails done. Me, come on. Every nail bar between here and Brixton will be full of black women. The Lord is good, though. I want diamonds on it. I want freedom. F R E E D O M. Diamonds. Teach these white folks something. <laughs> no, 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 no. The Holy Spirit said to me, What would you do with it? Would you go and wait? And after all what he's been doing in the last 400 years, and to get, you know, even the other day, who was it? Germany paid, Burundi, I think it was 36 billion euros as a reparation payment. So it's happening. But my concern is, are the blessed Kushites individuals, or are they nations? Will they build back the wet places as the scripture says we should do. Will we build schools again? Or is it that our nails will be between here and Dover? <laughs> good words. Amen. Good, good words. All right. All right. We're closing up now. First thing I say, to receive God's restoration, you have to first allow Him to heal you of the pain of your loss. Amen. If you do not allow God to heal you of all losses, when God tries to restore you, you will reject it. Amen. I, uh, this, I can say, if you want more than that, go and buy my book. <laughs> and buy it. Amen. Because the healing of a nation, then we can receive God's blessing. Israel left. Uh, they left Egypt, but they never ever received God's healing. So they fought God all through the wilderness. So that's that one there. The next one I want to talk about is a lovely subject called tithing. Amen. God is going to give you the impact. Amen. Amen. <laughs> amen. All right. We want to talk about tithing because it says there is a need for the restoration to the five pillars of creation. The five pillars are fruitful, multiply, replenish, subdue, and have dominion. And the best, literally, the foundation of all nationhood thinking is through tithing. You know, I was talking to a garden,
0: and I had to hold my tongue, because he's older than me, and I said, Lord, I want to tell this man off. All these churches, all they do, they are much child.
2: I was looking in there, and then he began to show me his, his pictures of his army. You know, I nearly sat there and started cursing the man. <laughs> I said, no, I want to come. You can't just start cursing people. You're blow up.
0: <laughs>
2: said, come on, Pastor Johnson. The five pillars of creation is what God has given to cause every nation, every civilization to rise. And the fall of a nation, so from individuals all the way up to the whole group of people, when they break the five pillars and always know that. When you violate the first pillar, B, <laughs> by saying X is Y and Y is X, and X X is now XY. When you do that, you violate the order. And all what happens is everything becomes undone. The third pillar says replenish. The word replenish means to put back what was taken out. And tithing is literally a reestablishment to get in this replenishing cycle. God never, ever, ever made it that you will have to rely on other people to prosper.
0: He never made it like that.
2: The ways we have we see from the high end politics all the way down to whatever, that way of controlling people, it was never be changed. It is a satanic way to so keep you so focused on the natural world that you will
0: forget that you're a spiritual.
2: It isn't about just, oh, God, here they come for my money again. Literally, tithing is an act of war against satanic plans to keep you enslaved. You know, the best way you want to keep people enslaved is to chase money. Just money. Money alone. And over the years, I've watched people backslide from the faith, and what the one they always do. Well, I would like to come to church today, but I am working. I'd like to come to church. I've worked six days now. Why must I need a day for myself? I'm not. <laughs> I'm not saying that to to insult them. Money will make you do things. You know something? When you're poor and you're in your bedroom praying that God help me, God will bring money, your father will look at you see you praying. And here you are, your big old buffalo young man. You could go out and work. He'll watch you praying for a while. And then he says, Mikey, get up. Get up. Stop that praying. Go and get that job. As spiritual as you are, get up and get a job. You could be touching the throne of grace. Hallelujah. No, get up. Because money will make people do things. Amen. I don't really agree with, you know, you, sometimes you hear pastors, you know, uh, uh, that stealing from churches. I don't, you know, it's not right. I'm not putting them down. But money can force you to do things. It's not right. And God will deal with them. But money will force you to do things. So you need to get into a system where money does not control you. This is the foundation of financial independence. Because when you are not financially independent, my brother, my sister, money will tell you what to do. Amen. Amen. So tithing is the foundation of financial empowerment regardless of the financial environment. I'm encouraging you um, in this season of restoration. You are seeing lots of things happening. I saw a, a, a development um, over this last week in this Russian-Ukraine war, very major developments. not the place to talk about it. But I'm just going to simply say to you, make sure you pay your tithes and give your offering. Because the whole economic system has just been shaken up in a major way. Major, major, major way. There's the countries are saying different things. Things that have been set in place for 50 to 60 years this week was uprooted. And it will have an impact. And the only way you are going to survive is to go back to the five pillars and go back to the third pillar of replenishment. And you will do that through your tithing. Amen and amen. Some few more things and I'll I'll close up. Tithing is not a tax, as I said. It's a way of connecting you to the five pillars. Amen. Amen. It is the only, and I'm saying this because at this season, you will now need to start putting God to the test. They said that um, after our blessed Chancellor gets all the wonderful news, that he is not going to do certain things. And uh, Mm -hmm. amen, we'll pray for you in Jesus' name, amen. You will need now to trust God for your provision. I do not care if you're working. They are saying, even this morning I read, Middle class people on a salary of 80 to 90 thousand pounds a year are having to go to food banks. I said, What kind of. F-? And when they looked into their lifestyles, what was happening? They, they didn't send their children to, to private schools. So I said, What? But they said their mortgage payments are going up, the petrol's going up. The food is going up. So now, people on 90,000 pounds a year are having to decide what to do. So I say, you can't be (laughs) faster. Amen. Tithing, then, is necessary in the times and the seasons. It is the only practice in Scripture where God allows you to place a demand on his veracity and tr- truthfulness. God does not allow people to question him. You know how many times God even destroyed people because they said, Can God do this? Can God do that? Because God doesn't lie like men. And to say that, Well, God, I'm, I'm not sure, I don't trust you, is an insult. Yeah, if you said that about me, I'll, Mike, are you sure? And and if I got upset and said, do it, we say, yeah, we'll, we'll take that on advisement. <laughs> we'll take an advisement. But with God, God cannot lie. So for God to humble himself and he says, prove me now. It's the only place. Remember when the devil said, throw yourself off, because God will um, catch you. Jesus turned around and says, you shall not test the Lord thy God. But this Tithing is the only thing where God says, I will allow you to challenge my veracity. Give it. And whatever you want, please don't say nail bars. (laughs) Whatever you want, whatever you need, whatever you would have used that tithe for, sensibly, whatever you would have used that tithe for, God says, Prove me now. Put me to the test. In this thing. And you see, as you said, that I will not open up the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing. Alright, one last thing. Or oh, two last things. Just for clarity. When you pay, I know this is talking to the choir, but I think sometimes we need to be clear. When you pay your tithes, Pay in the standard monetary unit. What does that mean? You cannot pay your tithe in terms of your time. In other words, you say, well, I won't give you the money, but I I will give you the time.
0: Working brain,
2: working brain, working brain. (laughs) Tithing is always to be denominated in the standard monetary unit. In the Bible, in Abraham, all of them, they, the standard monetary unit was animals was livestock. But as you go through time, it obviously the standard monetary unit became coin cash, blah, blah, blah. Always pay it in the standard monetary unit. People of God, believe you me, when you see how much money goes out, when the bills go up in April, you will start speaking in tongues and think of some crazy ideas. Well, yes, maybe, you know, time I'll pray for 2 hours and 40 minutes a day. That's my type. Amen. It cannot be paid in time because time is a completely different currency. It must be paid with a standard monetary unit. And the last one I will say, particularly in this, oh God, there's so much more about time. After it is paid, your words, your actions must not work against it. As bad as it will get, because it is going to get bad. And this is not me speaking in tongues of being prophetic. It is just this. All right, it is going to get bad. Do not let your words and your actions, do not start cursing, oh, this thing will destroy us and I have to pay. Do not do that, because your words and your actions will cause you to either from God's finishing or make you have access to it in Jesus' name. Remember, no pastor, no pastor has the power to rebuke the devourer. No pastor. There is not a pastor living uh, past, present and future who can rebuke the devourer. The devourer is the reason why the world is poor. He rules an empire. And he will destroy everything. The only thing the devourer only respects, is not even God to a degree, he respects what's called the law of legitimacy. When you do what you're told to do, then it's all right, I can't touch this. He doesn't understand. You can speak in tongues all you want. Blah, 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 blah. Come out. Blah, 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 blah. And all he's going to go, blah, 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 blah. blah, And he will still take your money. (laughs) Amen and amen. So my people, remember that you must leave here with the attitude that you are nations. And that God wants to restore you as nations. God bless you all. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Let's welcome our pastor as he comes forward. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.
1: Amen, amen. Put our hands together one more time for the Lord and for the life of Pastor. Amen, thank you. Amen, God bless you, sir. I encourage us all, please, to the notes that we took, please make time and go through them again. And also, looking forward to watching the stream, amen. So let's make time, let's share, 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 and watch the stream back so we can get the word, hear it over and over again, so we can take root in our lives. Amen. Pastor Johnson mentioned the importance of not just hearing the Word, but believing the Word, and then living it and acting upon it. The hearing is well and good, but if we don't believe it, take it in and then live according to it, nothing will change. Amen. And my days of hearing the Word and it not working in my life are over. May the same be for you as well, amen? Amen, hallelujah. Even at this time, we'd like to give our tithes and our offerings, amen? So the details will come up on the screen for those in the house, those worshipping with us um, online and on the streams. They will also come up for you to have an opportunity to sow and give to the house of God, amen? You can I have a stroke? um envelopes, you can do it online, bank transfers, give and you shall receive, amen. We shall be blessed in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank God for bringing us through to this to the end of March, amen. The final Sunday in the month of March, once again, of Bishop and M.V. We wish every mother, both uh, biological and spiritual, a uh, very happy Mother's Day, amen. And Pastor Johnson said something very um, heartfelt at the beginning of the word when he spoke about um, God giving women the grace. There's to the motherless, Amen. Now, some people have, um, as I said, mothers have gone home. They've done their work. They've done their, they've done their job here, and they've gone back home, Amen. Um, but every woman here in this house and online and across the world has the ability and the capability, the capacity to be a mother, not just to her own children, but to other children, to other people. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen. Don't just limit yourself to, look, you know, I have children, so I'm just going to be a mother to them. No, no, it spreads far beyond that, far beyond that, amen. I always consider myself to be um, a father before I had my children, amen. So it's important to use that motherly love, that motherly instinct that you, every woman has, to be a mother to multitudes. Amen. Because we are leaving this place not as individuals, but we are leaving this place as nations. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. If you have your offering, your tithes ready to give, you just lift it up where you are. Amen. Father, Lord, in the mighty name of Jesus, we thank you for the opportunity to give in your house, Lord to your house in the mighty name of Jesus. And we pray that the blessing of the Lord that maketh rich and addeth no sorrow will rest upon every single one of us who are paying our tithes and giving our offerings now, O Lord. Bless us to be a blessing, Lord. Increase us on every side and help us to push and promote your kingdom. In Jesus' precious name we have prayed. Amen and amen. Amen, amen. We have a few announcements, amen, and then we will be on our way. Uh, This Wednesday, we have our Global School of Wisdom, amen. Please put our hands together for Minister Deborah Johnson, who blessed us so powerfully last week, amen. Amen, amen, amen. Nations, amen, nations, 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 amen. So Wednesday, we are back from 7pm online, amen. We'll also be back on Friday for our time of warfare prayer online as well, so please do... Tune in and pray Friday 6 p.m. live on Facebook. Amen. Saturday we will have our lunch hour with High Achievers once again from 12 p.m. midday. So please we encourage you all to tune in and be blessed. Hallelujah.